0: Hey, Jason Rice here with Lot Party, and again, what's behind that name? If you've been in a car dealership very long, you know what a lot party is. You get the porters, the salespeople, take everybody out to lot, start rearranging, move cars around, maybe spice things up, drive some traffic, and that's what Lot Party's about. We get tips, though, on how to handle your inventory online and just overall inventory, marketing, and management of that, and <clears throat> we'll come to... The point now, if you have taken a lot of those tips, you might be, if you've taken advantage of some of that information we've had in the last 11 episodes to help get more exposure on your cars, um, the next step, or actually it should be the first step, is what are we doing with these leads? If we're getting more exposure on our cars, driving better exposure, getting more attention on them, getting better ROI on autotradercars.com, and we're getting a bunch of leads and phone calls in, what are we doing from there? And then what I'm gonna talk about now is internet processes. And i just give you a little bit of background of where I'm coming from with, with this. Started in the car business in 1997, and back then, within six months of working at that dealership, we started doing internet back then. This is at a Ford store, and I remember back then, we used to, our internet leads, we'd get a lead, and we'd actually fax them a copy of the invoice at that point in time, circle the invoice amount and what our sale price would be to give them, excuse me, give them that information um, to For these internet leads. And I remember these guys showing up with little folders and everything, kind of what we compared to like Subaru buyers. They're just really analytical people. And back then, not too many people had computers. But those shoppers were very analytical. So, you know, over the years, I've run internet departments for large dealer groups. Uh, one of my dealer groups was in the Warts top, what are we, top 20 of dealer groups in internet sales. Uh, here's a copy. In 2005, October, I was on a cover digital dealer, spoke at several events about. Uh, internet processes, <clears throat> and I also help. Was on a board of directors to get help get Digital Dealer off the ground, and and got awarded the AAISP Auto, Associ- Automotive Association of Internet Sales Professional, one of the first people to get that award through Digital Dealer. So that's kind of my background, and I've and currently I help dealerships set up processes and manage and monitor them because as I'm helping them manage their inventory, and again that's where a lot of focus has been, new and used to get. Inventory, your merchandising—that's that's what you're putting out there um, to drive the exposure on your store on the internet. But as we start driving that traffic, doesn't matter if our process is internally falling apart, if our internet process, if we're not calling and following up and with phone calls and emails. So that's what I want to take this show about—is you know how we dig into these uh, internet departments. You know, I have uh, probably half a dozen, maybe close to 10 stores that I help set up processes. And then we help do a weekly review called managing and monitoring uh, the activity with that process and make sure we're making improvements. And the other thing is we'll go in and spot check these leads and make sure there's no big gaps on phone calls or emails being missed and things like that. But with that, we got a bunch of data sets and I want to talk about the basics of setting up an internet, pro- uh, internet department or BDC process. Um... I believe that's the foundation is missing in a lot of dealerships because there's so much attention on other things. You know, before and currently SEO, SEM got a lot of attention. Now it's social media getting a lot of attention. Everybody's jumping on these bandwagons, but they don't have their structure or their foundation strong. And to me, that's like building a or uh, putting a billboard a mile down from the dealership about how great a deals you have on brand new Ford Focuses on this billboard down the street from your store while your dealership's still being built. I mean, you're you're driving traffic on something that you just don't have the ability to do anything with. So you can be great in social, and you should. You can be great in SEO and SEM, and you should. But if you don't have your foundation in place and a good process, all that's going to be a waste of time and money. So let's talk about that. Oh, years back, um, uh, probably 2005 range, I did an article in Dealer Magazine, breaking down our process that we did, and I even offered to send people templates. I'm giving that same offer right now. If you want a structure, some kind of process between scheduled emails and phone calls, I can give you that. I can also give you uh, the templates that we use, because again, you know, templates need to be edited and moved according to each store, because each store should stand on its own. But we also want you to be able to uh, have some kind of structured process. So, email me jrice.lapop.com. I'll get you the process and the templates. I mean, that's not the that's not the hard part. The hard part is maintaining that and then tweaking those processes and those templates to customize them to your store, and then managing a and make sure you're staying on top of that. So let's talk about if the process is one. I think you you know obviously need to be setting up phone calls and emails. And one of the processes that we start out as is is just the 60-day, you can start out at a 45-day process, but I think you need to be pushing at least the 60-day follow-up process at the very beginning. I do like uh, setting up automated emails myself. Again, a lot of people say, oh, you wanna customize it, but hear me out. I believe I wanna do a phone call every day for the first seven days, and then about every two to three days after that. And again, I'm gonna continue to do that and then have emails going out about every other day in between those phone calls. And I don't have a problem with automated emails. And and what I mean by that is having your CRM say, hey, on day three, send this email and have it be an automated email go out. Because the templates, like I said, I could send you these templates. They're going to be short and personalized templates like you typed them up anyways. And what I want to do is free my people's time up hitting the phones. I want them hitting the phones. I don't want their time tied up by pulling up a lead, grab. uh, completing a task of sending a three day email, grab the three day email and hit send. I'd much rather have a system do that for them to free up their time on the phone. Now again, this is the basic structure. If I've got a BDC department, I got a strong internet manager that will do customized emails and stay on top of these leads day in and day out, then the the personalized stuff is much better. But again, just get a foundation, get a structure, and if you don't have the manpower, get the automated processes going where you can send out these emails automatically, day three, day five, day seven, day 10. Have the emails go out so then your salesperson can spend the time hitting the phones because that's where the real business is being done. So set up a a 60-day follow-up process. I do believe in a 90, 120, and even further. But I'm not going to go into a store and set up a 120-day follow-up process if I can't even get these people to do a 30-day call or a 45-day call. So set up the 60-day process. Make sure all those types of phone calls and emails are being done. As you guys are tweaking that and making that better, then move it to 90-day and make sure we're doing the 70 and 75 and 80 and 90-day phone calls. Once we're doing that, move it out to 120 because shoppers do shop for months, especially new car shoppers. They're out there. They're submitting a lead, and they might not buy for 30, 60, 90 days down the road, and you don't want to be that dealer that gave up on them. Our best success are on these these 60-day-old leads where we're calling and emailing customers, and they're finally ready to buy, especially now with tax season. People were shopping in December and January, but they might not get their check till now or April. And if you've already given up on those leads, you're missing huge opportunities. So we got a lot of business by doing those 60 day calls or emails. And a lot of times customers like, well, you guys are the only ones that continue to follow up with me. And we got the shot and we got the sale. So set up that process 60 days. And again, I don't mind automated because more times than not, I've got people that are sick, I've got people that got busy, and they couldn't get to all the tasks. So if I can at least get the emails done, I just need them to focus on the phone. And we could dig deeper into that. If you have any other questions on that, give me a call or email, but, and I, again, I will say personalized emails are going to be the better way to go, but as fillers go, as far as just popping your name out in front of, touching bases with leads, 80, 70, 80% you might not get a hold of anyway. So just. Get these emails in front of them. And then as you're going through the process, leaving voicemails, pop out a personal email saying, hey, just left your voicemail, want to get you an update on the new incentives. If you can, give me a call back or just reply to the email I sent you. Always leave that tip at the very end of your phone calls. Give me a call back or just reply to the email I sent you. Leave that voicemail and then pop out that email. Hey, I just left your voicemail. I want to get you an update on the new incentives, blah, blah, blah and then send that email. And again, that's a filler between my day three and my day five. I personalized that email to the customer. And then again, in my voicemail, I gave them the option just to reply to the email I sent, but they didn't want to call back. So 60 day process, don't mind doing the automations. And then we push this out. Now the hard part comes in, we're going to have to start managing and monitoring it, make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. One, and then two, start tweaking it to fit the way our customers are replying, and the way our dealerships built, and what we're trying to do with our processes. So, in your CRM, there's tons of reporting data. The bad thing is, it really doesn't trend it out. I got some cheat sheets here, so I'm gonna want to make sure I, I, I display them right. But I'm gonna show you some screenshots of, you know, ways that you might want to capture this data. You know, we do this for stores because I know it's a lot of manpower to do this. This is one thing that I think Internet Director should be doing, and I mean by Internet Director is that person that's managing two or three other internet people that are supposed to be calling an email, and the internet director is handling the website, handling the reporting, handling the vendors, handling the processes, training the salespeople, giving them some best practices, or maybe not internet people, but maybe sales process, or people. So when I talk about internet director, I'm talking about somebody that's managing a internet department or people and the processes. So as an internet director, you should be turning out a lot of things. So for an example, here's a chart here. Week after week, we pull the data out of uh, lead providers, and you can see the different colors in this chart right here, different lead providers, and you can see their leads have been dropping off week after week. Now, because of the color charts and everything, I can kind of pick and choose of who's dropping off this week or not. So on a weekly review call or as an internet director, if I'm going through these numbers weekly, I could see throughout the month what lead provider might be going down or which ones might be picking up. Okay, now if your leads are going down, there's another way that you might have to dig deeper on it, not just by provider. One of them is this chart here, um, new and used, okay, separate that out. Your system and your CRM should be able to separate the amount of leads you're getting both new and used. You can see in this chart, used is taking off, but news dropping off, news dropping down. So what's happening there? Let's go back to inventory management. Maybe we're getting real aggressive on our new cars, we're trying to turn that inventory, but we're not paying a lot of attention to what's going on with new see my first episode on best practices to get new going again, but this is actually they're sold. You can see we're selling and, and more used and barely selling any new. And again, it could just be the fact that our pricing just might not be there or our photos and our descriptions and so forth or our inventory selection. So um, by tracking this out, my leads might be down and it might be new overused. Again, this graph is showing sold. So if my sale rate's down, on new then i gotta you know start digging into maybe those new providers and things like that but the next thing that you got to start digging into not just your providers because again things are slowing down we got to talk about people okay and this chart right here you're going to be able to see this happens to be a dealer that's using venn solutions and again all the different crms are different i'm just using venn solutions as this example and they have an activity report and I can see how many leads somebody's getting that's a black line there I can see how many phone calls they're doing that week and I capture that data so if my leads are going up my phone calls should be going up and then we look at how many emails are going out and that's another trend line there how if our leads are up we should be emailing up and then I think the yellow line here is uh, emails coming in email replies so what I'm looking for here is the uh, individual persons activity if our lead counts up or down, maybe it's down, they have less leads, well hopefully maybe my phone calls are up because they got more time to hit the phone. Or maybe that's why my email, my email's going out to customers is down a little bit because our leads are down a little bit. So as you can see by this chart, week over week, we could talk individually with a person and know if they're hitting the objectives that they need to do based off of lead levels. Because I can also see previous week, what I'm doing this week, not only are fresh leads but leads from two weeks ago, three weeks ago, thirty days ago, and if that lead counts still pretty steady, my phone calls and emails should stay pretty steady. Here's another chart here. This one happens to be from e-leads. On the left hand side you're going to see how many phone leads and internet leads that person has. And you can see the red line internet leads is up. Okay, now on the right hand chart next to it is the person's outbound activity. So we could see phones pretty steady in blue on the left, But emails is up. Now, on the right is that Internet manager's outbound activity in response to it. So you can see that his emails are fine. He's sending in the red line. His emails are fine. But look at his phone. His phone is totally dropped off. So, again, if I'm a little bit slow this month, or I'm not getting the closing percentage that I want, or I'm not getting the sales that I want, maybe on new, and this happens to be my new car internet manager, I could see his activities okay when I look at both new and and phone, or emails and phone calls going out by that person. But if I really look at it, he hasn't hit the phone much at all this week. So, on this particular chart, I can actually see where we're lacking. They're doing emails, but they're not doing phone calls. And that's another area I think I suffered with it as a internet manager sometimes was, I just got lazy. I didn't feel like hitting the phones today, so I just pop out some emails. And maybe that's what this, this internet manager's doing. And again, if he's a new car internet manager, that's maybe why our internet sales are down. Okay. And then a couple other things again, as you're tracking these individuals, okay, that are supposed to be handling these leads, you can then, again with Excel spreadsheet, we happen to use Google Drive, we add up each individual person's activity. So let's say I have Tommy did 50 phone calls this week, and Kathy did 100, and, 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 and Jennifer did another 50, so we got 200 phone calls go out. Well, in this chart right here, then I could take that 200 and divide it by three and see how many calls um, per week are we doing by, per rep. And I can even break it down by day if we got six working days. But see this chart here, the average call per rep per day. If that activity is going up, you know, we, that's what your goal is, to make sure our activity is going up. We're putting up more phone calls and more emails to our to our leads. And again, as you build a process, let's say you don't have a process, you decide to do a 60-day follow-up process like I'm talking about, and we start assigning phone calls to these leads for a longer term, then our, our calls per lead and calls per day should be going up like this trend right here. And so again, this is ways that you could dig down. But if it's going, if your calls per rep per day is going down, again, because you're tracking individually, you can go back and pinpoint exactly who's not doing that. So not only is this, again, I'm talking basic structure, just to get phone calls and emails in there, now you gotta manage and monitor it, and then you start finding holes. So uh, another way that I think is a big hole and a big way that we're missing opportunities with customers is in our email activity is, is who deserves an email and who doesn't. My response is, as far as replies and stuff like that, every lead and every email should get a reply. If I get a new lead on a particular used car or new car, I need to send them an in stock email. Well one, an auto response might go out to acknowledge that we got it or maybe we send a question email out to ask them uh, more specifics of what they're looking for. But worst case scenario then from there, I'm big on sending a price quote or an in stock email. Hey folks, this car is in stock. Now let's dig into that email. This car is in stock and here's here's an example of one. An in stock email, I'm gonna send a thumbnail in that photo or in that email. I'm gonna make sure I have a picture of that car Let's dig into that. Here's why. Because the customer is probably looking at five other vehicles, and especially unused. I might have the black one. The guy down the street has the blue one, and the other dealership has the red one. When I say that car's in stock, and I just email, hey, that car's available in stock. When can you be here? They might not remember which one's mine is. I want the thumbnail to remind them what car that I'm talking about. Two... When we're sending an email, when a customer's shopping on the internet, there's no emotions involved. When a customer is at the showroom, they get to touch the car, smell the car, they get to drive the car, emotions get involved, they get excited, they want to buy a car. But when it's in an email, there's no emotions involved. So if I can at least plant that photo in there and maybe visually get them excited about that car, they go, oh yeah, that's that red one, I really like that red one. I've got some emotions involved in it. The other thing is when we're sending price quotes, I want to say, You know, even if it's a lead from my own site, that car is in stock. Click here for more photos and information on this vehicle. So, that word here, I'm going to hyperlink them and put them back to my website. You've got to watch it. Some of these e leads, VIN solutions, you can put a template of, uh, you know, here's the car. They, They already know the data, and you can put a code in here insert vehicle. Well, when they insert that vehicle, there's a link in that insert, which I'll show you right here that says more info. And when they click on that more info, a lot of times the default is not to take them to your website. It's to this landing page on that car. That's a horrible way to present that car to a customer. And here's why. Because I want them on my website. I want them not only to see that car, but then know there's other choices. And they go, oh, that's a cool Jeep Wrangler. I want if they got any more in stock, go to my inventory and maybe see the yellow one they didn't think about. So... You don't want to use these cookie cutter. I mean, if you do use these cookie cutter, I, I wouldn't use them. But if you did use the cookie cutter insert vehicle details in this email template, don't have it go on a landing page. You can have them set it up to go to your website on that page. So, again, we're going to do this process. We're going to do an in-stock email. And we're going to make sure that the customer is getting the information that they want. And then from there, you know, you continue with your every lead, every email and every lead should get a reply. So the new car lead, or new lead, is getting a in-stock email, like I just talked about, and any reply will get a reply. So let's talk about the replies. Like I said earlier, every reply should get a reply. I don't care if the customer says, hey, you guys suck, I'll never buy another car from you guys ever. We need to reply back to that customer and say, sorry about your experience, I wish we could have earned the opportunity to, or wish we could have had the opportunity in your business and maybe send them a service coupon to get them into our service department. But either way, that reply still needs to be acknowledged. And and every reply should get a reply other than the fact that maybe we set an appointment with the customer, we email them, hey, thanks for talking on the phone today, Uh, we'll see you Saturday at 2.30, click here for directions, and the customer emails back and says, okay, we don't obviously need to reply to that, but that's gonna be far and few. Every reply should get a reply. So if I've got 50 new emails, 50 new in-stock emails go out, if I get 50 replies from a customer, at least 50 replies should be going back out. So again, the what, one way that you can track this, I'm showing a chart right here. This happens to be a Vin Solutions dealer and in their activity report you could see how many inbound leads and how many inbound replies. And that's that black line there. So let's just say, for example, there's 50 leads and 50 inbound, that should be 100 total coming in. The blue is what that manager's sending out, his outbox. Again, the activity report, how many emails sent. And you can see here, we're not even sending as many uh, emails is what's coming in. So if every reply gets a reply and every in-stock email gets an email, i got got 100 coming in, 100 should be going out. Matter of fact, there should be 120, 150 emails going out because not only should, again, if I have the automated email process following up with me for the customer, I should be sending those personal emails in between. Like I said earlier, between the three and five day, I'm doing a four day call, I could pop another email out and say, hey, I just left you a voicemail. Uh, please give me a call or email back when you get a chance, blah, blah, blah. So, The bare minimum is I should do 100 going out if 100 is coming in. And this is another way to make sure if our activity, if our activities to lead is down, if I'm not doing as many calls and emails per lead, and when I'm tracking individually, I know who I need to address to get that caught back up. Again, because it's costing me closing percentage. I'm driving all this business off of pricing my cars more effectively, displaying my cars more effectively on the virtual lot, getting more leads. But if my internet department, if I don't have that foundation, and then managing and monitoring and tracking that foundation, it's all wasted time there and things don't work out. And I said before, maybe you're out there doing all these things. We've done 11 episodes to help you market your cars better to drive more leads, both new and used. And again, you got to have this strong process in place or just a good process in place, a foundation to be able to handle these kind of leads coming in and then track it, manage it and monitor it and then start tweaking it to make it personal to your store and then you'd be able to grow from there. Once that is effective, I was just on a call today with a customer that happens to have um, his internet sales are going down but it's new card leads that are going down. So we got to have new card leads we're going to have to go out and maybe buy some new car lead providers. Auto by Toe, Car, these other new car lead providers. We're going to go out and buy some of them. But we've been three months into our process. We're doing more activities to leads. So I can justify spending a little bit money on some new car leads And then we can track it and trend that out for the next three months. And if they start working, we're going to stick with them. If they don't, I'm going to cancel them. And a lot of dealerships cancel these lead providers saying they don't work, but they don't know really what they're doing on their end. As you can see here, we're deeper dive. we got a lot more reports going on. This is a lot deeper dive than most dealers get consideration. in. And when I can track effectively what my managers are doing and what those lead providers are doing, I can then cancel the providers that aren't working because I know it's more the lead than it is us or I can work on the manager that's not working and bec- and get them to do a better job based on their stats compared to everybody else's and our numbers being off. So get that foundation in. You'll be able to more effectively understand which providers work, which ones don't. You'll be able to go out and take a risk and maybe buy some more leads or get buy a bigger marketing package, SEO, SEM stuff, and then see if it works. See if the leads are going up and if the leads are going up and my activity going up, if my activity is going up and my closing more sales, and if not, Break it all back down again and figure out who and why. So there's a ton more we can cover on this. This is this, again, scratching the surface of some kind of foundation as we're driving more leads on uh, from our marketing of our cars. If, again, you want my templates, jrice at lotpop.com, templates and process. If you have any questions on how to set up some reports like this that you can do yourself, again, give me a call or email 844-LOTPOP4. Um, or if you're more interested in some of the reporting and things that we could do for your store, let me know. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Lot Party. I look forward to seeing you next week. Every Monday, new episode, and then you can catch all our previous ones. You can go to Autotainment.net or autotainmentnetwork.com, check my channel, so please subscribe to it, or just lotparty.net. We'll send you right there to them. Again, thanks for joining me. See you next week.